and we look at this as like uh, primarily strength right. oriented. So why are we doing this? And um, I think it the actual like maybe first weightlifting things that we've been doing comes back to hunting, right? Hunting and gathering, right? So uh, you know throwing stuff mm -hmm. was one of the biggest inventions mm -hmm. uh, for the human species, species because suddenly we could, you know, track prey mm -hmm. and we could hit them from far. Mm -hmm. Being on a podcast, what do you think? Pitfall is too much of that. But writing to me is a it's a compulsion. I was, I was one of those hard workers that what I see the fitness industry and the sport performance industry has probably done a better job in looking at nutrition as as it impacts it than Sonic, we're live. Oh, we're on. Oh, we're on. Oh, hello. The red light is on air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this picture is. Oh, cool. On the right. There. There we go. There you go. Now it's symmetrical. No, All right. That's good. How are you? Uh, yeah, good. I'm. I'm uh, outside. I feel, you know. It's actually dropped the temperature since today, today this morning. Mm -hmm. Been doing uh, some PTs mm -hmm. outdoors. Nice. Feels uh, great. A uh, bit of drippy nose from that, but mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but no, good trainings. Good. And you, this is new, new, uh, new style. Yeah, I, I chopped my hair off. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's pretty short. Feels good. Yeah. I mean, like, I just trained and like, I didn't have to like move my hair around. I did, you know, a whole bunch of burpees and nothing was getting in my face and my eyes. So nice. it feels lighter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know that feeling uh, right now when I'm working out, I feel like my hair is like just everywhere. Hustling around. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a hair ad. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're opposites today. Well, now hairdressers are open. Um, hairdressers and garden centers. And, so. and brothels. <laughs> and and uh, massage studios. But not gyms. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's dangerous. But I, I did read that um, outdoor, group outdoor activities might be able to start soon uh yeah so you're allowed to start training five people okay. outdoors yeah from two households right <laughs> so uh yeah earliest uh, where any group can meet is gonna be um end of march yeah outdoors but yeah. um let's put it this way it's not super clear how to keep track of that like yeah. what number where should i 
find that number and how is the police going to police that and who is going to police that and um uh, yeah see, yeah, <laughs> see how that develops yeah well, we have a, a interesting uh topic today to kind of go off of um so last week already last week when we talked about the the, the history of the kettlebell. Yeah, exactly. We're into the, the history of things. The his, yeah, yeah. And uh, I do enjoy doing a little bit of a, you know, like research into these, you know, little history dives. So that um, makes more sense. Things do make more sense. And, you know, all week long now, you know, since the, the kettlebell um, talk, I'm much more just like zoned in on it. And I look at it differently. It, it just, I, I know more about it. I have a newfound relationship with it. Yeah, I get, I get, I get the names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I line them up nicer now. And mm-hmm. Yeah. But today, okay, so... We're going to be talking about weightlifting and um, a little bit of a history lesson about that. Um, and then I'll ask you a whole bunch of questions and get some and learn some some new things about, you know, weightlifting and how it's, you know, come into CrossFit and, and how we can use it to our benefit. Um, and yeah, just the, the benefit of it. Um, so, but to, to give a little history lesson, um, you know, I mean, weightlifting has been around since ancient Egypt, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know... My husband was making fun of me because I was telling him, you know, I was showing him pictures of archaeologists that, you know, dug up brass um, dumbbells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they don't look so different from the ones that we have here today. Isn't that strange? <laughs> um, and <clears throat> I mean, you can trace it back to, you know, to China and the, the Han Dynasty. Um, you know, they had powerlifting clubs and um, they would lift things like trees, you know, from the ground and deer mm. and, you know, have these clubs and competitions. So even, you know, in the time of, you know, you know, these dynasties and in the time of Jesus and before Jesus, you know, we had powerlifting clubs. Um, <clears throat> in ancient Mesopotamia, there was artwork and murals left behind that, that they have um they, they've uncovered um and they you know depicted um uh you know um pictures of strength mm-hmm. and what they were used for was to kind of scare away potential enemies mm-hmm. so it was kind of like you know the world's first leaderboards right (laughs) open leaderboards exactly exactly um and in egypt that was the place of modern weightlifting um and you know one one thing that i found really interesting was um one of the most popular techniques um with they used a you know like a sandbag um, was something that resembles what we would look at today as the clean and jerk, um, but they would hold the bag once you clean it. They would hold it, um, jerk it above head, and hold it for you know kind of prolonged periods of time, mm. um, and that was you know their competition. So mm. 
there's a little kind of overview of some history about weightlifting. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, we can dig deeper into like, but why? Because we talked about this last time. Why? Mm-hmm. Why do um, uh, human beings uh, want to compete in, in uh, who can carry it the longest and do this and so on? Like, why do we do this? Yeah. Uh, and we look at this as like uh, primarily strength right. oriented. So why are we doing this? And um, I think it the actual like maybe first weightlifting things that we've been doing comes back to hunting, right? Hunting and gathering, right. So, uh, you know, throwing stuff mm-hmm. was one of the biggest inventions mm-hmm. uh, for the human species, species because suddenly we could, you know, track prey mm-hmm. and we could hit them from far mm-hmm. and uh, eat, you know, uh, this was probably even before we, uh, we were homo sapiens. So we could th- throw, uh, you know, a rock or something, uh, you know, a distance to and kill an animal mm-hmm. and get fresh food, fresh yeah. um, meat. And why this was so important uh, was because when the transition between being a scavenger where we were just eating leftovers mm-hmm. um, to eating fresh animal meats was that you get the prime stuff from the animals, meaning you're, you're mm-hmm. eating the kidneys, you're eating the livers, you're eating the um, all the good stuff from mm-hmm. the animals. And there seems to be, that seems to be a key component to why and how you raised and, you know, actually developed, developed and um, evolved mm-hmm. into Homo sapiens mm-hmm. because all that nutrient-dense food allowed our brains to grow mm-hmm. and uh, before that uh, you know it, it didn't grow that fast mm-hmm. but the big growth came from that okay now we were allowed to or possible it was possible to kill a prey yeah on distance and um you know there's their prey mm-hmm. all over the world so mm-hmm. um and the biggest source of food uh back in the days were probably, you know, elephants or elephant-like animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they were really good prey for human beings, but, you know, you need to, you can't just go up to it and try to strangle it. No, you have, right. to, you have to throw stuff at it and mm-hmm. spears mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the good thing with those animals were probably that, um, just like al- elephants today, they don't really fear human beings right. from the side because it's a small little ape coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably one reason why we were able to, you know, extinguish the mammoth and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, because they don't, they don't really care, but you can come close enough to throw a spear, you right. know, a really dangerous spear and then, you know, hunt them. Um, but, uh, I mean, those are theories, but yeah. So the better you are at throwing stuff, mm-hmm. well, you're going to be more important for your pack, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, obviously you, 
you have to train that and then you start to train and then you start to measure like how far can you throw this and right so on and you know it translates to later into other objects of course like you know, how far can you carry this because we need to move this right uh, and i guess that is how kind of the the competition evolved exactly yeah and we we constantly have the games oh you still got the, the jumbo um yeah, yeah so I mean, we play games, but every animal, uh, yeah. not every, but most animals do. Yeah. We play games so we can get better. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's a competition, it's a, it's a game. Right. And uh, I mean, even the co coolest thing about games, I mean, we're totally off track here now, but uh, the coolest thing with games is that um, since every animal is doing it, there is also some ingrained part of our brain uh always looking for what you know fair game okay uh so if you're if if an animal is not playing fair then the other animals uh reject that uh, that I animal see. so you're not allowed to play your games anymore and why this is important is that if you have so there's a very famous study from um, whatever his name was, but you know they, they've been studying rats, and you have one big rat and no small rat, and the big rat is constantly like poking the small rat. Hey, shall we play a game? Mm -hmm. And usually it's like wrestling, rat wrestling, and um, the, the the scientists discovered that the small rat has to win at least thirty percent of the games mm -hmm. to continue playing. Okay. So for the big rat, it's very important not to win all the games. Right. But to actually allow the small rat to win some games. Uh-huh. Because that would make the small rat to continue to play games. Right. And, uh, but then just, you know, because we come from, you know, we come from living in packs, right? And the idea that, you know, there was a head of the pack, um, does that have anything to do with, you know, kind of, you know, the dominant one, like the, the, the winner, mm. right? Well, well, I think this is a confusion that I don't think, like, there were not many packs that were successful that had, you know, the leader of the pack was necessarily the one who could throw the, the spear the longest. Mm -hmm. Um, and because that again comes back to play that um, as the, the leader is the one who can actually engage with right. everyone the best right. and uh, has to be good at and have like competence but you can't just be you know out wrestling people right you have to be able to delegate yeah and people don't want to play with you if you're constantly just arm bending me into right. whatever you want yeah uh, and you can see this with apes. So mm -hmm. if, if you have, I think it's like baboons, mm -hmm. and you have like these uh, baboons that are, uh, they are, you know, tyrannical, tyrannical. And they, they, you have like a leading ape was just hitting everyone and so on. And mm -hmm. it's like everyone just tries to escape that right. tyranny. Yeah. And what happens is it, it takes, you know, I don't know exactly the time span here, but 
it doesn't take too long for a couple of apes to kind of to realize to realize that if we go together we can kick this uh, guy down form this like alliance exactly so there uh, it comes back again yeah. if you can play with people you can have more power and right. and uh, you know it's trust and everything but mm -hmm. yeah so um it's very important to play and this is kind of if you look at from human beings now if you're it's usually like this that um when you're parenting it's usually the dad who's playing the hard tough games with the kids mm -hmm. wrestling with the kids um and that's also playing but mm -hmm. if the if me as a dad would was, would always just strangle my kid <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah and always put the kid to you know uh just feel worthless mm -hmm. in one sense never have the chance to win well I would she would never or my kids would never engage in a game again right because yeah. that is always just you know putting, yeah forcing me to the ground and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, I mean and weightlifting is also Nice segue. Yeah, it's a, very it's good. Play. It's a game. So, getting into um, you know uh, weightlifting, you know, in um, I wanted to first you know talk to you about um, or ask you about um, well, in CrossFit, you know, we we do um, use or implement the Olympic lifts, mm -hmm. but I, I thought first um, for you to talk about the three main Olympic lifts. Um, and, you know, where we see them in, um, and how we see them, um, within the confines of a CrossFit box. Yeah. So basically we have, well, I mean, yeah, it's three, it's, it's two lifts, um, uh, really, um, uh, it used to be a third one, um, which they took away, I don't know. 40 years ago or something. But um, the basic lifts are clean and jerk and the snatch. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can divide the clean and the jerk, of course. But basically, if you, you, can, if you can clean a weight and don't jerk it, well, it doesn't count. Mm -hmm. You have to do the bo both. Mm -hmm. uh, there used to be also the third lift, which was the press. Okay. And that's not... Uh, that they took it away in the 70s I think mm -hmm. I'm not 100% sure um, but yeah and I mean they established this the, the you know the clean and the snatch and so on I, I think they established that maybe in the 30s or or so so it, we haven't really it's a very young sport mm -hmm. uh, in one sense but it's like all games they develop and mm -hmm. and and so on but um, yeah, so in CrossFit, we we what what we do is we, we implement the clean and jerk, we implement the snatch. But what we also do is that we have taken parts of, of those lifts and done and used them in workouts, okay. which you wouldn't do maybe as a weightlifter, mm -hmm. uh, so like in a powerlifting club or something. Well, uh, no, but uh, a, a weightlifting club because a power lifter would not even do weightlifting. Okay. 
they, they do powerlifting. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, and uh, so the, the weightlifter uh, would, would look uh, well, looks at crossfitters and things like, well, why are you doing like power cleans, 20 power cleans after each other? Uh, that's not the way you train when you do uh, weightlifting necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, that's a part of doing weightlifting, but, mm -hmm. but uh, uh, I think it's uh, Mike... Uh, Bergner, who says like a, a, a clean, a clean, like a squat clean, as we might say in CrossFit, is a failed power clean because it's basically you can't power clean it anymore. Mm -hmm. So you do a lot of power cleans, but you don't, you know, do 20 in a row. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Necessarily. No. Okay. What makes a better athlete, a traditional CrossFitter? Or a traditional weightlifter. Um, yeah, good question. I think uh, I think the uh, the CrossFitter gets more well rounded, mm -hmm. uh, and it comes into context, of course, that uh, if you are doing weight weightlifting as a sport, or if you are doing CrossFit as a sport, it's also a different conversation because. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a weight lifter would be, you know, he has tremendous, you know, speed and uh, flexibility and stuff like that, coordination, mm -hmm. um, but not over modal domains. Mm -hmm. Like he will be very good prepared, but like a, a, a CrossFitter, uh, like the very good best CrossFitters are even you know, uh, you know, for women, they are in the same league as the pros, mm -hmm. pro weightlifters. Mm -hmm. So they already kind of showed that, well, um, yeah, doing CrossFit, I'm actually, I can just go into your sport. Right. Uh, and by doing CrossFit, I can go into this sport, into rowing, I can do mm -hmm. this. So, of course, um, I mean, maybe I'm biased, but uh, I, I, I'm just thinking from the lens of work capacity, while well, the CrossFitter works more on work capacity, mm -hmm. so overmodal domains. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's going to be forced to learn much more new stuff. Yeah. A weightlifter uh, will, uh, will get stronger mm -hmm. than a CrossFitter. Yeah. Uh, um, and technically better because he spends much more time on. Mm -hmm. Just developing developing those last, you know, incremental percentages. Right. Yeah. Um, we were talking about this earlier, so I, I I wanted to ask you this to for you to talk about a little bit um, for people that maybe you know didn't realize or don't know. But um, you know, when when we're talking about weightlifting, you know, people think about it and they think you know only strength. But um, I'm curious if you could talk about you know the flexibility that, um, you know, the flexibility that you need, the flexibility that you develop mm. um, going into weightlifting. Yeah. I mean, and this is, uh, well, a common misconception is that, um, yeah, that you get big and bulky. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have take, if you are able to lift heavy weights, you need to be big and muscly. Mm -hmm. Um, you need to have muscles, yes, 
Um, but the correlation between like muscle mass and and moving weight is not always, you know, well, it could be, but the normal picture is that people that people have is like bodybuilding, which is just aesthetics. It's mm -hmm. uh, building muscle mass, mm -hmm. not necessarily building um, work capacity or work uh, or building, um, you know, strength. Mm -hmm. So um, to be able to express strength or, or you know power and speed you need to be flexible uh, if you're not flexible you will you will be weaker mm -hmm. and you can see this this is the, usually the common problem that bodybuilders have there they're very they're very stiff so they can't lift the same amount of weight mm -hmm. as a weightlifter mm -hmm. and also the same thing comes down to um, power lifters mm -hmm. so they are like tremendously strong power lifters they can you know uh, like the strongest cross uh, strong man you know that lifts 501 kilos or whatever it is um, you know with over um, a thousand pounds and um, they can do this like deadlift uh, deadlift from the ground uh, and do you know a kind of clean and, and press and stuff mm -hmm. like that but if you tell this power lifter to um, you know do a clean and jerk mm -hmm. um, with the with the barbell and so on they they will not be able to clean and jerk as much as a weightlifter mm -hmm. because usually many of these power athletes there they are lacking in flexibility mm -hmm. so that's like the biggest component that they are lacking that i think there might be like physiology like because of also a bit of the mass that they build up but um you know ask them to do overhead lunges or something like, like that they, they will probably just drop so many percentages in weights mm -hmm. usually you can observe this in strongman competitions when they do presses overhead their 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 hands are usually like this in front of in front of their head okay. because they they lack shoulder mobility to to press overhead so how does one um gain shoulder mobility and flexibility um well uh, one good thing is to actually do things overhead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that was, uh, I think it was Eddie Hall, uh, the, the British guy, the strongest guy. He, he I mean, he's, he's heavy and super strong, um, but he can't do a handstand, for example, because his arms are locked here. Like, mm -hmm. he's never been doing stuff like mm -hmm. straight overhead. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, then, you know, you lose capacity. If you don't, if you don't use it, you lose it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, if the lifts are not necessarily difficult, but incredibly, um, technical and, um, for example, like Olympic lifters specialize in, in their specific lift, why does CrossFit, um, have them if it's not an intentional, um, like specified lifting program. 
Um, okay, so so the question is, uh, I mean, yeah. So why are we doing these specific lifts mm -hmm. if we're non-specific? Uh, yeah, we're a sport, or it's a sport, or it's a training regime method that is not about specializing. Right. Um, well, I, I think it's just this the development of the uh, neurological uh, component of it, and to, to honestly understand at least some of the basics of uh, of um, moving weight. Mm -hmm. from the ground to your shoulders overhead mm -hmm. and uh you know uh training this is, is hard for the brain and that's it's also nice for the brain to develop those skills and mm -hmm. it's practical for you know outside mm -hmm. the gym too um and uh, you know a weightlifter for example can get very good at um or he's very good with the barbell and so on but you know, it translates also into lifting up a rock from the ground. It, right. Uh, all those like strongman stuff too. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, incorporating that into into CrossFit. Um, um, I mean, it's not. I think it has to do a lot with the uh, coincidence that it actually happened. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also one of these things that most people that start with CrossFit just also start to love. Right. Even though they never thought like barbells would have been very good or fun for them or, you know, that's definitely not me and so on. But we see that all the time. So many people that get, you know, they, they basically get very in, in love with, with the barbell. Yeah. Oh, the picture went out. Let's oh. see here. Uh, we can change into this see that works oh, there you go. Yeah. hi a bit more <laughs> grim so that kind of leads me to the the question that i had um why would people kind of shy away or be fearful of lifting weights or, or specifically the barbell um yeah specifically for the well what are the uh, things let, that let's, say let's say the the, the yeah, the barbell and the weightlifting, and then maybe kind of the strength training uh, with the barbell. Um, but yeah, what makes people shy away from it is because of you know what they see that people are doing. So they compare themselves to the world champions of something, mm -hmm. and uh, it's pretty high stakes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is very interesting. But it's like. I guess it has to do a bit with, uh, um, you know, general perception of what weightlifters look like, what they do. Maybe it's a bit of the, um, let's say, the picture of it. You know, the what, how does a like a typical weightlifter look like and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So the association is maybe not so appealing for many. Mm -hmm. um because it, yeah i mean we only see you know crossfit and crossfitters and and so on so for us we see it everywhere but for most people they have no idea mm -hmm. they have no idea so in their picture they're still 
seeing these like pictures from the 20s, how a weightlifter looks like. <laughs> yeah. Or from the Olympics, some guy in a, you know, uh, they have some kind of suits on, you know, that, I, I, I don't know, they look ridiculous. These wrestling on. suits. Yeah. These onesies. Yeah. 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 Which is like, nobody wants to have one of those on, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for the guys in that sport, that's like, yeah, this is how you look like. It's just like in any other sport. Yeah. Right? If you do judo, you have this type of thing on. But yeah. in my my world, that's like, I don't want to have a kimono on. Like, it's, right. it's not me. Yeah. And, yeah. and so if somebody tells me like, hey, PJJ is so good. You should try it. Like, I, I love that. And my association is like, well, do I have to dress in that, you know, white kimono yeah and, the white pajamas yeah exactly yeah. that's not me <laughs> but um again it is not like that uh not with weightlifting necessarily you don't have to dress like that mm -hmm. and you also don't have to grow a big beard and uh and so on and you don't have to spend four to five to six hours a day doing weightlifting mm -hmm. uh, to get uh, like 90% of the benefits of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you, you can learn the basics of it and have tremendous uh, of uh, positive output from that. So speaking of like the positive output, like how will lifting assist you in other areas of your programming for example like will it help you with box jumps uh, yeah, yeah for sure like uh, weight lifters are extremely explosive so they can jump you know there are these videos of weight lifters they can jump like two meters high mm -hmm. yeah you get extremely explosive uh, for jumping mm -hmm. for running of course it translates it translates into strength, like pure strength, of course, mm -hmm. meaning, well, you have much more options uh, outside the gym for anything. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, if you're a, I don't know, cyclist, well, mm -hmm. you, you get better like strength endurance. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there. it translates into almost all sports, mm -hmm. except for chess, maybe. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it comes to like, when it comes to programming, um, how, <clears throat> how does somebody even start? What do they, what should they look for? Um, when it comes to learning, well, you probably need someone to teach you that um, and you know to go through the basic metrics uh, basic stuff but <clears throat> I mean uh, if when you advance a bit you know there are different schools like you have the um, the Russian way the Chinese way mm -hmm. you have the, um, the American way and then you have the nuances within those you have also you know Bulgarian uh, Kazakhstanian uh, type of weight, uh, weightlifting technique, uh, and they all work with different programs. Okay. But um, 
So which one is the best is usually the question. Or how do you find the one that works for you? I mean, do you, do you try all of them? <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the best evidence that it doesn't really matter is that every one of these have one. Mm -hmm. um, now, the Chinese are looking pretty good. And why is that? Well, they spend, like, they sacrifice big parts of their lives to stand uh, to be in the weightlifting gym mm -hmm. so i would say that's one of the main key reasons to from small age they drill drill hundreds of small kids into weightlifting mm -hmm. and they have these weightlifting schools where you know the kids are only doing weightlifting until right. they're uh, older so um yeah they have much more time on the tension mm -hmm. um and, you know, the Russians uh, used to do that too. Um, and that's, you know, the good and the benefit of totalitarian regimes <laughs> is that, that you can just, you know, force people into doing stuff and then you can get, you know, incredible um, outliers yeah. Yeah. Uh, from that. But um, is it because the program is better, like the the way you have the setup of the stands or so? I, I don't really think so. I think it has more to do with um, the individual aspects mm -hmm. from how a coach would coach someone. Right. And you can see this with uh, Chinese weightlifters too. You have some Chinese weightlifters are slightly different than others because they simply noted that hmm, this athlete needs to work a bit more like this mm -hmm. um, some common stuff like is that uh, when you have the setup of, of the of the clean for example so um, one one way to do that the, 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 the angle of the chin will be a bit different from someone else and a good coach uh, should be able to you know distinguish that like to see, hmm, uh, yeah, it looks like your, you know, tibia is a bit longer or your femur is a bit longer, so we have to maybe set you up a bit differently. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to regular Joe uh, in the CrossFit gym, I mean, it's all about just moving safely. And yeah. Having the perfect weightlifting setup is not as important. I mean, more important that you just lift safely and could you maybe be lifting five percent more if you would you know get drilled into mm -hmm. your this perfect weightlifting stance and whatever mm -hmm. for sure but is that like super important for you and now for you know your overall fitness and health right and it's not that important it's mm -hmm. just like with with crossfit it's you know, you have to get good at weightlifting if you want mm -hmm. to be good at the, the sport of CrossFit. Mm -hmm. But you can't spend all your time perfectionizing your weightlifting skills because you're going to lack other skills. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, could you talk about the differences between um, using like a high weight with a low speed versus the lightweight weight and high velocity and how does the body adapt to each one of those what happens um 
There's a second part to this question that I'll okay. ask. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, moving at slow speeds, uh, you you have much more time for you know reflecting consciousness yeah. of which muscles are working mm -hmm. and so on. It's time under tension, and um, it also give, allows the body to maybe um, build a bit more stability. Mm -hmm. Um, but that stability is useless if you can't use that in like a real world, mm -hmm. <laughs> real world, uh, scenario, scenario. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for example, if I would only practice doing like slow, I don't know, walks, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, the bus is coming and the bus is going. Right. If I want to catch the bus, I need to know how to sprint too. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean that I never walk. No, I, I can still perfectionize my, my walking, you know, and get better technique that maybe translates into better running. Mm -hmm. um, but I need to do both mm -hmm. to be, you know, practical and usually like the the golden part is usually power and speed you know right. uh, which is, is a combination of everything uh, you need to be flexible you need to be everything and then you know so how do you in a program how would you like appropriately and of course you know being able to progress um cycle you know those two different methods um yeah definitely combine those and what uh, happens to your body when you do cycle like that mm, uh, i mean it's a bit individualized like if it's very specifically if we say you and me would we would work on this mm. um and we say our goal is you know rebecca you you want to get to craft out that plan and that, that will, you know, we, we would need to assess some stuff and so on. Then we might see that, hey, some of the weaknesses for you, Rebecca, is, uh, well, you know, you're super fast and you're super strong in your legs, but uh, we will need to work on your shoulder mobility, mm -hmm. you know, so it means that we make a plan that might be, you know, a bit of more strengthening the, the upper body, mm -hmm. um, even and out, maybe maybe some some strength and weakness areas, and we would do those slowly uh, and progressively work up up the weights, and then combine that with uh, you know a, under speed and control, and see how how speed uh, affects your control, mm -hmm. and you know. Increase the speed, increase the speed, and all looking for those uh, speed wobbles mm -hmm. where you where you see the head. Some you're not in control, so now we're gonna, you know, constantly pick, pick, pick until we see that they're in there. And right. Then we combine that with you know slow training, slow movement control, and um, back and forth. Um, I've seen plenty of like different ways of do, doing this and I think um, for example uh, when it comes to weightlifting uh, is so important to have also you know 
having brains even you know you need to be you can't just be uh, st stupid about how you are you you need to understand yourself very well like if you have a lot of self-doubt and, and and psychological parts going on too well mm -hmm. you're not going to be a good lifter because mm -hmm. um, you're gonna you're gonna put yourself in a situation that's not beneficial for you mm -hmm. however if you are in balance you will be able to create more force and um I think what they like some of the weightlifting coaches are looking for is that like really, really uh, tremendous ability to put yourself into um, focus mm -hmm. and, and like pain in one sense. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, you know, just being able to get them the neuron is to go through the the signals going through your body mm -hmm. through the nervous system and uh, and create that output uh, and uh, yeah uh, i mean they they measure this right so you, you can measure how good a signal goes from the brain to a muscle wow. and uh when you are up in those like maximum lifts mm -hmm. it's about who can you know generate generate the maximum output there and there are so many things coming into that so mm -hmm. um you know well your sleep your 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 nutrition and so on but then also the psychological part of it like right. to have that extreme focus mm -hmm. in that those situations mm -hmm. and i think that's one of the main components components from people too yeah to become really good lifters. Wow, it's interesting. A, so you you can't you can't just get strong. It's, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a psychological mm. component that kind of trumps all. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, many sports have that. Yeah, I would say, but uh, yeah. I, I guess it's uh, yeah, and weightlifting it's no different. It's, yeah, it's not just about raw power. So. Right. Um. Yeah, and yeah, and even if it, even if it is the raw power, does you only get that maximum raw power right. through that uh, you know maximum output? And this, yeah, that's why you you do a max lift, and many many people just you know <laughs> uh, they they um, what's it called? They faint. You know? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, let's let's leave it on that. Okay. Fainting. <laughs> let's table that. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. Uh, I think I hope something from this. Yeah. Well, there's lots of very valuable um, pearls of wisdom and stuff to think about next time you pick up a barbell. Yeah. I I think you know key takeaway I would say for many uh, that are just doing CrossFit for you know recreational reasons and so on is that you don't have to be a perfect weightlifter mm -hmm. but like make sure that you do as perfectly as well as you can meaning as safe as you can but also if, if you try to 
make your technique as good as possible, mm -hmm. you're going to be able to lift more, mm -hmm. but you're also going to get healthier. So. All right. Cool. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. It's Friday, so have a have a great weekend. Yeah, thanks. It's <laughs> going to be a, uh, it's still long until this weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 Being on a podcast, you could fall is too much of But writing to me is a it's a compulsion. I was, I was one of those hard workers that but I see the fitness industry and the sports performance industry has probably done a better job in looking at nutrition as, as it impacts it.